Welcome to Ulcerative Colitis Autoimmune Healing Journey. I am your journey guide, Jay India, and I'm so happy that you are here because this is a supportive, positive environment where we can heal together. Please note, I am not a doctor or health professional in any way. If you would like to attempt something mentioned in this episode, please consult your doctor or mental health professional first. My UC Warriors, I love all the ratings and reviews you've been posting on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other listening platforms. Keep them coming because this is what brings us together as a community. This is how other UC Warriors find us. So thank you. Just a couple of updates. I sent out a newsletter that I had started a small flare on March 23rd, 2023, and I'm pretty much out of it, and it's April 1st. Thank you for all the support. For those of you who wrote to me, I feel like I'm getting more of a handle on these flare situations, and in this situation, I felt like it was leaky gut, and I also felt like this is what I do when I... (laughs) have small victories where, you know, I can eat salad again, or I can eat a certain salad dressing again or something. Then I just pile things on instead of just doing it one at a time and seeing how I feel. I get so excited. And that's what happened. I kept adding more food and adding more food. And it was stuff that just some of it, I cheated a little and it just wasn't good for me. So it just need to stop expanding my diet so fast. And realize that at this point and probably for life that, you know, (laughs) the white flour, the white sugar, um, can't even have a little bit of that. So that's something that I'm realizing and accepting. If anyone has had experience with the following topics and is willing to share your experience with me via email, I would love to hear about it. You can email me at freespiritpodcasts at gmail.com. The topics are psilocybin, ozone therapy, and new German medicine. It would be amazing if you guys could tell me any of your experiences with them because the thing is, is I look up these topics and with UC, it's not that nuanced. So I'd love to get some listener experiences in there. I have a listener who reached out about peptide therapy, and that was really great to hear. So thank you to him. And all of this helps all of us when we all keep each other posted. And I'm the conduit, right? You come through me. We get all this information out for one another. Nothing can go better. And then we just feel like we're together in this and we're not alone. At least that's how I feel. Today, we are discussing what is SIRS and is it the root cause of UC? I have to credit today's episode to a wonderful listener named Shelly. And guys, this could potentially be a huge discovery for many of you. And you have Shelly to thank. I receive emails and DMs from many of you who tell me that you just can't seem to get out of a flare. Therefore, you may want to look at this SIRS idea as the possible root cause When Shelly brought this subject to my attention, I was so intuitively blown away by it. I was so connected to it. So really, that's why I giggled in the beginning. You can't thank me. You have to thank Shelly if if you find that it's a connection. And I'll pass on the gratitude to her. Again, I was so connected to it that I decided to make the topic of SIRS a three-episode series. If everything goes as planned, which hopefully it will, I have two guests scheduled who will speak more on the subject and one is an expert in the SIRS field. 
So let's talk about the pronunciation first. According to its founder, Dr. Richie Shoemaker, he pronounces it sirs as in dear sir or madam. So let's go with that pronunciation. The spelling is C-I-R-S. First of all, Dr. Shoemaker is a very technical person when he talks in interviews. He's a genius. He's amazing. But his terms aren't for the layman. Even his bio on his website, which is survivingmold.com, was too technical. Thus, I condensed his bio into understandable terms. Dr. Richie Shoemaker, MD, is an education pioneer in the field of biotoxin-related illness. In a nutshell, he found the link between mold exposure and exposure to other biotoxins and autoimmune disease or inflammatory diseases in the body. There must be an acute exposure to mold or other biotoxins, such as cyanobacteria, If a person is genetically predisposed to an intolerance of biotoxins, then as our listener Shelley so aptly explained, that person lacks the ability to drain the body of toxins. On survivingmold.com, Dr. Natasha Thomas, MD, says chronic inflammatory response syndrome, or SIRS, also known as biotoxin illness, describes a group of symptoms lab findings, and targeted test results associated with biotoxin exposure, especially in genetically susceptible people. Most of what we know about biotoxin illness is a result of practice-based studies done by physician and researcher Dr. Richie Shoemaker. His research dates back to 1997 when practicing family medicine in the rural coastal town of Pocomoke, Maryland, he linked a previously undefined illness to a toxin produced by a fish-killing dinoflagellate known as Feisteria. And both terms are fancy words for bad algae. I guess that's a way you could put it. Since then, Dr. Shoemaker has linked the same kind of illness to toxins from water-damaged buildings as well as toxins associated with tick-borne microbes. Over time, Dr. Shoemaker developed a thorough description of this illness and called it Chronic Inflammatory Response Syndrome, or SIRS. Through his practice-based research, he also developed methods to diagnose and treat this illness, bringing health back to thousands of patients worldwide. Okay, so let's break this down. You have that one-time exposure to a super moldy building and you didn't know it, or you lived in a moldy house or apartment, you didn't know it, and trust me guys, I've lived in some shitholes, so (laughs) I've been there, and you were exposed somehow to a biotoxin like the aforementioned algae, and then on top of it, you carry the gene for the inability to properly rid toxins from your body, unlike the rest of the quote-unquote normal population, it causes a shitstorm in your body. Remember that these biotoxins cause inflammatory responses, hence inflammatory bowel disease, and they fuck with the immune system, hence autoimmune disease. Let's return to the types of one-time exposure that cause SIRS to rage. Dr. Thomas says, number one, inhalation in a water-damaged building. This occurs when a patient is exposed to biotoxins through breathing while inside a water-damaged building or a WDB. WDB can harbor a dangerous mix of various chemicals, mold, bacteria, and inflammagens that together create a biochemical stew, which causes illness. The biochemical stew is comprised of 
fungi, mold and its fragments, bacteria and its fragments, volatile organic compounds, endotoxins. I cannot pronounce this word. It is spelled A-C-T-I-N-O-M-Y-C-E-T-E-S. I'm going to try to pronounce it actinomycetes or its bad bacteria like strep. SIRS is not caused by one particular element of this biochemical stew, but rather the combination of these things causing multi-system inflammation. Shoemaker estimates that 80% of SIRS cases are caused by repeated exposure to water-damaged buildings. These cases are designated as SIRS WDB. Number two, tick or spider bite. Patients may not always realize they have been bitten by a tick. Though the infections ticks carry can include Lyme disease, among others, the bite of the recluse spider species may also cause biotoxin illness. Number three, ingestion. Patients who have eaten reef fish contaminated with dinoflagellate algae that produces ciguatara toxin may develop an illness. Exposure to the ciguatara toxin occurs when eating reef fish that have eaten smaller fish that consume the toxin-producing dinoflagellate. Number four, direct contact with contaminated water. Patients may be exposed through direct contact with water contaminated by toxins in areas of fish kills such as fisteria and cyanobacteria, including inhalation of airborne or aerosoled toxins from this source. According to mentalhealthconnecticut.org, research has also found that a vulnerability to mold toxicity is present in 25% of the population, which is often due to a genetic predisposition. Due to this, a family can be living in the same home and only one person presents symptoms. I have also read research where the percentage in the population could actually be much, much higher. They're talking possibly 50% of the American population. So I thought that was interesting. Now, if you're living in a house and you can't seem to get well, or you're living in an apartment currently and you just can't seem to get well, or you leave your home and you feel much better, then you may want to get a specialized mold inspection and see what's going on. And remember, just because you feel sensitive or sick, but your partner or children don't, that's because you may have the gene for SIRS. And unfortunately, (laughs) that sucks. And they don't. It's the same with a work environment. If your symptoms flare at the office, but they're relieved when you return home, you have to think about that and you have to pay attention to that. As for the specialized mold inspection, let me wait to address this whole idea with the experts coming on later in the month because both of these women have done these mold inspections and they know what they're talking about. And it's not one of these things where you can just look in the phone book after you hear my um, this episode and you can just call up your local mold inspector. No, you're wasting your time and your money. It's a very specialized mold inspection. So hear out the experts first and then go and research more in your area and see what you can do if it resonates with you. But there is hope for SIRS. There's always hope and we will get to that. But first, let's discuss the symptoms. Symptoms are as follows, according to Dr. Shoemaker. Diarrhea, 
abdominal pain, numbness, congested sinuses, shortness of breath, impaired memory, difficulty with word finding, heightened skin sensitivity, tingling pains and needles, disorientation, metallic taste, watery eyes, weakness, body aches, headache, sensitivity to sunlight, trouble learning new info, blurry vision, night sweats, mood swings, ice pick pain, red or bloodshot eyes, joint pain, morning stiffness, muscle cramps, deep persistent fatigue, trouble concentrating, dizziness, static shocks, extreme thirst, cough, confusion, trouble regulating body temperature, and frequent urination. Experts also say that those of us who have been diagnosed with IBD, it can actually be SIRS and biotoxin exposure. And if you look at a more comprehensive list of biotoxin effects on the GI tract, they include histamine intolerance, dysbiosis, mast cell activation, slowed motility and sluggish bowel peristalsis, food intolerances, rectal bleeding, ulcers in the colon, leaky gut, and more. Well, fuck me. (laughs) Can you imagine if many of us have been misdiagnosed with straight up UC or Crohn's or other autoimmune diseases and what we really have is SIRS? I'm not saying that's true for everyone, but I do think, according to everything I've read, that there is a subset for those of us who have been diagnosed with UC that it may actually be SIRS. So if any of this is resonating with you right now, just really let it soak in and think about it. And you can always go research on your own. But remember this month, I'm going to be doing all the research for you. So there you go. Here is where hope comes in. There are protocols and Dr. Shoemaker has his protocols on his website, survivingmold.com. And of course, you can get tested. The basics of a SIRS protocol is to find a diet that works for you. They suggest carnivore or GAPS. I'm starting the GAPS diet and I'm already really happy with the results, but I'd like to give the diet a bit more time so I can give you accurate info on an upcoming episode. With diets, I'm going to refer to the expert who is scheduled to talk with us, but just so you know, bone broth is a big fucking deal in all of the protocols I've seen. So if you don't like bone broth like me, where I'm not that into it, you just have to think about it as something that we have to do and we have to get it done. And I have to say, I've been eating a lot of bone broth uh, to get out of this flare and it's really worked. So there you go. The basic rule of thumb with SIRS is you need to clear the toxins out of your body the best you can and in the safest manner. However, if you just try to go ahead and do this yourself, heed my warning. It's just like doing a liver detox on your own. You can really fuck yourself up if you go full force. If you do this mass exodus of toxins, it could backfire and then you're in a seriously dire situation. So here are my two cents. The expert who's coming on, she will answer questions specific to UC and SIRS and she works remotely. So if you like her, then you can think about booking a consultation with her. She can talk about testing. She can do all that. So let's, again, I'm just asking you to wait a little bit so you can get all the information with regard to IBD. 
Perhaps what you want to do is listen to all the episodes and then think about getting tested first and at least have a consult with a SIRS expert. The last thing I'd like to mention quickly is the link that I've noticed between SIRS and autoimmune disease. My friends and most of my colleagues are highly intuitive people. Uh, Many of them work as psychics, mediums, shamans, Reiki therapists, energy healers, and more. And most of them have at least one autoimmune disease. They, like me, are, we're all highly sensitive individuals and we're empaths. So we absorb other people's energy easily. And in a lot of these situations, it's not a positive energy you're absorbing, right? If someone comes to you and you're doing Reiki on the person and they have certain types of issues, you may be absorbing them. If you fall into this category, know that you aren't alone. This idea of being a highly sensitive person, they talk about a lot in SIRS. And it makes us seem abnormal from the rest of the population. But I really don't think we are as the population grows. I think it's becoming more normal in a way. So just know that you're not alone in this. There are so many of us who are highly sensitive like you. I'm highly sensitive to everything. I'm highly sensitive to bright lights. I'm highly sensitive to driving at night. I'm highly sensitive to smells. I'm highly sensitive to taste. I'm a super taster. You know, I should really what I should be doing is I should be making millions being a wine taster because I can taste every little nuance in wine. So <laughs> I'm, I'm highly sensitive to everything. So if you're like that, just know you're not alone. There are many of us like this. Okay. Now keep in mind, I'm a huge metaphysical person. You know that if you listen to my podcast, Two Inches Off the Ground, I think that For many of us who are highly metaphysical and live our lives this way in the meta realm, or at least half in the meta realm, I truly believe there's a part of us that isn't human. Hence, the human diet does not work well for us. If this sounds crazy to you or it's not your belief, I totally understand. Please let it go. But for those of you with whom it resonates, I want you to just think about that because that's something that I really feel is a truth and I'm speaking it from my heart. And again, I hang out with some of the most metaphysical people you've ever met. And I have been told over and over, you're not fully human. I thought you might find that interesting. So for those of you who that makes sense, just know that we're trying to do this workaround in the human diet and we're trying our best. (laughs) This is what we have left. So (laughs) just know if we go to Mars or Venus, we'd be much better off. All right. So this was a SIRS overview. I will be covering much more on this topic for the month of April, 2023. So you will get to be an expert in SIRS. In my household, when we have a perfect shit, you know, when it slides out of your body, it's a perfect color and solidly formed. And you're so proud of yourself that you turn around the toilet and go, wow, we call that a green heart. I wish everyone a green heart day.